0: You're listening to the Soul Strategies podcast hosted by the team here at Soul Strategies. We hope you like the latest episode and thanks for tuning in.
1: Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. I am Terrell Fenner, fundraising director here at Soul Strategies. You can check me out on Twitter at real underscore politico. Um, and today we're going to be having a phenomenal conversation Um, really diving in uh, to to have open discourse, really, about the future of campaign messaging. Um, And I'm joined by my phenomenal colleague, uh, James Coulter, here, who is the Digital Marketing Director at Soul Strategies. And um, we really wanted to partner together to talk about uh, campaign messaging because it is so important across any kind of campaign silo, but especially as it pertains to fundraising and digital marketing, Uh, messaging is everything. So
0: thanks for being here, James. Hey, Terrell, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. I think campaign messaging is huge, uh, especially coming into 2023, 24. We're seeing a lot of shifts in sort of like the political space and especially how the Democratic Party is sort of positioning themselves in these races. And yeah, I think it's a really great opportunity to sort of open up this dialogue and sort of talk about uh, where are the Dems heading? What can we do to sort of position ourselves ahead, and what we can foresee in twenty three?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. For those who may just be tuning in or this is the first time really coming across the Soul Strategies, um, I do want to detail about, a little bit about who we are. Um, as you know, we are a political organization, and we really um, our our purpose is to get everyday people elected in office. We know having working class people representing us on every level of government is the only way to protect our democracy and really have a government that works for us. And so our goal here is to provide a one-stop shop for candidates who are running for office. And what delineates us from other political organizations is, number one, comes from our our diversity um, and our personal dedication to the candidates we work with. So for us, it is absolutely about getting in the trenches with our candidates to help them succeed and help them get elected. As we mentioned, you know, the future of campaign messaging is so essential to um, a campaign success, right? And in our experience working with first-time and grassroots candidates, good messaging is really going to be the cornerstone of an effective campaign strategy. And so, yeah, James, what are your your first impressions when you hear the word campaign messaging? What what do you think a candidate should be thinking of um, when, when somebody mentions campaign messaging to them right off the bat?
0: Yeah, so when we hear campaign messaging, it could either be um, a lot of green flags or a lot of red flags, depending on uh, what angle they're taking it. Lately, I don't know if this was also your impression, we've seen a lot of sort of performative messaging, uh, not really based around issues um, around the electorate and their base. Um, And I think that's one thing that the Democrats really have failed historically at capitalizing on is really um, promoting these ideas and policies that are actually gonna affect their their demographics, right? The people who are gonna vote them into office, um, they need to be running on policies and platforms that will actually change everyday people's lives. And unfortunately, a lot of of it comes off as performative um, and not uh, extremely effective and very, detail-oriented. It's very easy to say that we need inclusivity in our communities, um, but what does that mean on a policy standpoint? And we are seeing a shift, I think, um, after the midterms um, and seeing uh, sort of a new wave of Democrats coming into um, Congress specifically, but just all across the country, both locally and federally.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And, and Dems are, are, you know, primed to run strong campaigns in, in the upcoming elections in 2024. But I agree, we are going to have major challenges when it comes to our messaging strategy, right? Um, as you mentioned, you know, the messaging does just feel very copy and paste, right? And, you know, we kind of have hit, I think the Democratic Party has hit, hit a point where we try to be an umbrella organization that includes everybody right um but as you said it feels performative right to a certain extent some of the messaging does feel performative and for a newcomer to the political arena it is especially important that their messaging doesn't have that performative effect um when voters consume it and and really i know especially on the digital side but it's, uh, even on the fundraising side right like good messaging matters a candidate who has good messaging can easily out-fundraise a candidate who doesn't have good messaging or a candidate whose messaging doesn't progress or have a you know uh, have a progression as their campaign builds momentum right um and so i mean definitely right we've seen it like in a historic ton of events with the 2022 20, uh, midterms um you know dems held on to seats that that were projected to be a major loss right and and even though we lost the house uh, Republicans don't have the supermajority that they needed in order to really stonewall a lot um, of of the progressive agenda, and then furthermore, like they are having trouble internally in in, in choosing leadership, right? And so, um, with that, Dems got to be able to to hang on to that momentum, right, and, and build messaging strategy that does connect uh, with the main. I think, electorate of the Democratic Party and people kind of on the margins as well, because those are the people who determine really who gets elected. Like we can count on our, you know, diehard blue collar Dems to support us. But it's really about building messages, messaging that connects with the voters. Right. Those persuadable voters, those swing voters, those independent voters uh, that makes them feel like the Democratic Party is intentional about progress to help them and not. And it just doesn't feel performative and like. I guess for lack of better words, the democratic party is begging for votes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I com- I completely agree. Um, and the fact that the Dems held the Republicans from taking the supermajority gives us leverage going into the next elections with actual things that could be passed within Congress. Um, yeah, talking about the 2023 and 24 messaging, I think historically the Democrats have really fucked up their strategy. Um, And now that the elector has shown up and sort of given us a second chance, I think it's really opportune for us to sort of, like we've been saying, like shift our perspective and really focus on these people that are coming out. Uh, Not the ones that are diehard Dems who are always gonna vote blue down the ballot, but those who are really looking for positive change and aren't afraid to vote independent or Republican or vote for any other candidate who's offering them solutions. Yeah, and I'm sort of curious, Terrell, of your sort of perspective on this "quote unquote" new era of the Democratic Party. Considering um, Nancy Pelosi stepping down next year, where do you think that really gives us, like, the space to sort of shift our narrative? And what do you see the future of the Democratic Party being within the next two, three, four years? Absolutely, and that 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 is a tough
1: one. I Think that the future of the Democratic Party in the next two to four years is largely going to be determined by who the next who the next Democratic leadership is specifically um, in the House, right? So if we have a situation where Chuck Schumer and Hakeem Jeffries are the Democratic um, congressional leaders, um, we have a real opportunity to 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 take on progress, right, and to legislate progressive values, but it depends on how ready these leaders are uh, to really play politics right and how much the messaging that the Democratic Party comes up with in 2024 really connects with the voters. A lot of it is going to be hard to predict because we can't predict what current events fall out the sky between now and November 2024. With the potential of a more progressive Democratic leadership within Congress, we have a real opportunity to rebuild messaging right really from the ground up and i I am not exactly sure what democratic leadership is going to look like in 2024 let alone 2026 but i do know that you know right now we have a strong advantage because uh, i mean you know we were talking about how democratic messaging doesn't connect with the the majority of the voting base but we could, the the Republican Party is falling apart from within, uh, within itself as as we speak, right? Like there is no messaging. Um, I think that at least the Democratic Party attempts to make messaging uh, to connect to the voters, and it seems like the Republicans are kind of really turning in to figure out who their next leader is and what their messaging is going to be, right? Like they were successful in rolling back on abortion rights, but it seems from all you know. It seems like that is going to be the limit of 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 the push and the success of the progressive agenda is kind of Trump leaderships Trump's leadership falls apart. So the Democrats really do have to come up with messaging, and I think that they should take advantage of the fact that their opponents, the Republicans, don't have messaging at all right now. You know, Nancy Pelosi, she did hold it down to a certain extent. She is not not without her critiques and faults, but I think that you know with new leadership primed and ready to step into the role, uh, the progressive agenda and getting working class voices kind of prioritized on Capitol Hill is a real possibility. We just have to build a message that connects and reaches to enough people. And so every candidate that is looking to run for office, no matter what level it is, right? We we focus a lot on the congressional races, but those city council races, those state legislature um, uh, uh, races, um, you know, they matter just as much, those school board races, those county commissioner races, they matter just as much as far as shaping the, the, the democratic messaging. And so any candidate, regardless of what level race you are considering running, should be thinking first about, number one, what office am I running for, right? And what, what are the ascribed duties and roles of that office? And how can I fix the problems that I see are a problem in my community within this office? and build messaging that connects to the voters based off the problems that you see, um, based off of kind of the roles and the reach of your duty, to build messaging that people really are inspired about by, right? Like so just saying I'm running for office for the first time is not enough to convince voters to vote for you, right? Just saying, oh, I'm a working class person is not enough to convince voters to work for you because you're likely going to be running against somebody who is not a working class person. And they're going to be able to build campaign messaging um, that reaches, first of all, reach all the voters in the district. Right, um, a lot of first-time aggressive candidates can't even get their message out to everybody in the district. Um, but if you know you're running for a race and you don't have good messaging, and you're running against an opponent who they may or may not have good messaging, but they got a lot more money to get a message out to people, you're likely going to always fall short on election day, um, and so first-time kid school candidates especially have to be worried about um, raising enough money to get their message out to everyone in their district several times, right, and we know that the number one way to do that is, is through door-to-door canvassing, um, but they're also going to have to come up with messaging that makes them seem qualified for the role, um, and that really is relevant to, you know, the race that they're running in and, and the needs of the voters in their district
0: yeah i mean i don't think it's a radical idea to have candidates running on solutions as opposed to um vague ideas i think that's why everyone has been screaming from the rooftops basically for years and they're not seeing we're not seeing any results right and so people are getting frustrated and the fact that um dems in a, in a midterm no less were able to keep republicans from a supermajority is crazy and i think right now we're on like a, an interesting tipping point where people are getting really tired of these what we were saying like performative like policies these back and forth um in congress um even in like state legislatures just like back and forth not getting things um, done that have been promised over and over again and people are ready to vote in these fresh new candidates who are offering solutions, who are gonna offer solutions for increased inflation, uh, job and housing insecurities, um, rising like in violent crimes within our cities, um, things that actually people are affected by day by day. And frankly, yeah, people are just getting really tired of um, blanket statements that don't amount to anything. And so I think we're like trying to push for a more, effective strategies that'll actually reach voters and who will actually get people to the booths, because that's the only way we're actually going to see these policies enacted, is if we elect candidates who actually care about these issues and who are actually showing up and offering us solutions that we've needed for the, the past
1: decade and more. And, and and I mean, that that is the first thing we do, no matter what the, the candidates that come to us, no matter what service they're buying, be it fundraising or, you know, digital support, we're building a website or a brand for them or they're, you know, you getting one of our canvassing packages. The first thing we do is talk about messaging, right? Like, what is the messaging? We sit down and have a whole strategy session on messaging because that is the most important thing, right? We can have the dollars. Um, we can have the best looking website and and, and the political in the past, a political website in the past 10 years, um, we can have 2 million canvases on the ground. But if we don't go to voters with a message that provides solutions, right, um, and doesn't provide blame, then I think that we're going to end up in a situation uh, where the Democratic, uh, progressive Democrats could run into the same kind of um, plateau effect that arguably right wing and Trump supporting Republicans have have. Fallen into, right? It, it was a lot of movement building, um, and they it were successful with the, be it illegal or not, they were still successful in movement building. Um, but there was no message. There was no plan in place, right? There was no, there was not a core messaging strategy in place, um, that could take that momentum and write that movement building and solidified into strong legislation. Right. And that is what we're trying to do. Um, and so, That messaging is essential. And I I really think going forward, anybody that is thinking about running for office, any campaign, exploratory committee, person sitting at home by themselves, just thinking about running for office, uh, take a real look at what they're going to talk about and propose tangible solutions that pertain to the seat that they're running for. Um, if, If you're doing anything else than that before you Launch, fundraise, go into, exp- I mean, really, that's what the exploratory phase is for. Before you launch, fundraise, build a brand, pay for digital support, you need to sit down and really think about if your campaign is going to provide tangible solutions that will connect to the majority of the eligible voters in your district. And really, running a strong messaging campaign is going to be based on offering solutions. To the public, you know. I mean, right now, you know, people are not really as engaged in political, I, I guess, and and political convincing right now. Be and I get another way to say that be I, people are not as excited to hear from a candidate, uh, as you mentioned, broken promises from a candidate, right? So, with you know, with that being said, twenty twenty three is is the year to start a campaign, and it's important that you start a campaign early. Um, that you build off of the base that you have, right? Um, and that you create a local movement uh, that car- that will carry you past election day. And the only way that we know that is going to work is if you employ a deep canvassing program that gets your message out to all of your voters. I, I always tell people as the fundraising director here, uh, the first thing that you want to do is sit down and prepare to reserve 50 to 80% of your total funds raised to, to really uh, deploy a strong door-to-door canvassing program. That is the number one thing to do. After you have strong messaging, right, of course. Uh, but when you think about campaign activities, uh, that door-to-door canvassing is the most effective way to get you elected. And so every dollar you raise, you should be saving that, putting it up in your award chest uh, to go knock on doors and go to people's doors and tell them over and over why your messaging and your plan and your candidacy works. The challenge is, is that that's gonna require a lot of time. And so the earlier you start campaigning, the better. Um, The earlier you sit down and really map out messaging, the better, the earlier you invest in a digital strategy that's gonna help uh, you win, the better. The earlier you invest in um, an email plan, an email fundraising or or outreach email package that works, the better. Um, And that's all gonna be based off you fundraising as early as possible. So if you were thinking about running in 2024, Um, And you have not sat down and made a serious decision about running. You are behind. Uh, 2023 is the year uh, to start your campaign for 2024. And if you're thinking about running for a local office this year, of course you are behind, right? Or in 2023, launching at the beginning of of, of 2023. You're running out of time, but that just means you're going to have to work harder, right? And so uh, we want to make sure that candidates know and understand that, you know, really running for office is an 18 month process prior to election day. And so the earlier we can get out there and start having conversations and um, getting a pulse on the voters in your district through our conversations, we can build the best um, messaging plan, right, and messaging strategy and, and court messaging that's gonna get you elected.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, deep canvassing is 1000% the way to get two voters and to get your message across especially when it comes to the last uh, couple months of your election cycle. Um, even as someone who um, loves digital, thinks digital is extremely effective um, in increasing your brand awareness and wow. sort of the campaign a couple months um, out. Um, but when it comes to uh, when we're coming up to election day, um, canvassing and putting volunteers and canvassers in your neighborhoods is definitely the way forward when it comes to running an election. Um, And that's what we are really proud at doing, right? Is we create these um, steps where you are raising the funds that you need to afford these deep canvassing efforts, no matter the size of the race. Um, We're building your brand awareness. So whenever you do hit the streets, people recognize your name immediately. Oh, I saw you on Facebook. Oh, I saw you, I saw your website. It was really beautiful. Um, And all of these things are, Um, build to a really strong campaign. Um, Again, it all begins with a very strong messaging base. Um, You gotta know who you're running for, why you're running. Um, You have to have these solutions. Did you start um, talking about um, how you're gonna fix these issues in your town halls and all of your community meetings? Um, That way on election day, everyone already recognizes your name. Everyone knows you. Everyone knows that what you're running on is a genuine platform. And I think that's the direction that um, Democrats need to go in 23 and 24. Um, We got really lucky in the past um, in keeping um, very, well, really, we were running against like radical right wing. And so that kept some Dems in their seats. But really, going forward, it's really we have to offer solutions or our luck will run out, right? And I think it all starts. Today, right? You just need to start making those phone calls, start phone banking, start raising your funds. Um, that way, you'll be prepped and ready in 2024 when you're actually um, going into the voting booth. Yep, and you know,
1: I, 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 it is really important to have that working class representation in politics. If we, if we're going to see, you know, real shifts and 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 the progressive agenda. Um, you know, moving away from harmful policies uh, that that really impact marginalized people and you know minorities and and people, lower income people. I just think that having working class folks is is the key. Having working class folks in office is the key. And here at Soul Strategies, we we do our best to, prior, to prioritize diversity and inclusion. Um, and have been thr- thrilled to work with numerous working class candidates, right from every level to state, local, and, and national, nationwide campaigns. And so uh, for the Soul, T- Soul Strategies team, our passion is uplifting candidates of all backgrounds. So if you or someone you know is a working class person and thinking about running for office, thought about running for office, um, excited about running for office, and um, excited to win, that's something you feel passionate about and ready to, to get on, you know, Soul Strategy is here to help. Thank you all for joining us again, and we really appreciate you sharing this time with us. If you have any questions about running for office, campaigning, canvassing, fundraising, digital strategy, we are always happy and available to help. Um, Soul Strategy is here because we know we need working people elected and representing us at all levels of government. Um, and we look forward to our ne- next episode with you all. Stay tuned.